Welcome to iScanian Conversation, where we talk about cybersecurity, military defense, crisis communications, and much more with industry experts from around the globe. Stay tuned. Welcome, everyone. I must apologize for dragging you all here at such an uncommon hour, but from what I've been told, this matter needs to be dealt with urgently. So urgently, in fact, probably should have been addressed weeks ago, but that is spilt milk under the bridge. So, why doesn't somebody tell me what they think is going on? Well, sir, if those assets decrease by just 25% and remain on our books, that loss would be greater than the current market capitalization of this entire company. What you're telling me is that the music is about to stop and we're going to be left holding the biggest bag of odorous excrement ever assembled in the history of capitalism. So, what do you have for us? Sell it all today. How would you do this? The real question is, who are we selling this to? Same people we've been selling it to for the last two years, and whoever else will buy it. But John, if you do this, you will kill the market for years. It's over. And you're selling something that you know has no value. We are selling to willing buyers at the current fair market price, so that we may survive. You will never sell anything to any of those people ever again. I understand. Do you? Do you? This is it. I'm telling you, this is it. What you just listened to was the 2011 movie Margin Call, starring Jeremy Iron as John Told, CEO of a fictional investment bank who has just called a meeting in the early hours of the morning to deal with a massive crisis that has just been unearthed. Does this scenario sound familiar to you, Stephanie? Yes, I've definitely had a few of those in my lifetime. So, Steph, you have over 20 years of proven experience in PR strategy and crisis and reputation management in industries such as broadcasting, financial services and insurance. So you're definitely the best person to talk to. What exactly is reputation management and why is it important? First of all, Victoria, thank you for having me on your program today. Reputation management, there's so many different definitions that uh, are out there. I think for me, simply put, reputation management is, is, is the effort, I guess you would say, that um, companies or brands or individuals use to influence how people think of that, uh, of that topic. I feel many people, companies make the mistake of not connecting reputation with the value of what that company or brand may bring. And um, I think we all know that reputation is, uh, you know, is a company or brand's most important asset. It has a specific value. We know that. I think more often than not, uh, it's probably more recognizable that when a company is public, there's a clear monetary value placed on the organization or the, or the company. But having said that, people think or need to think that that value um, is also equally important in a private setting, especially when it comes to matters concerning the actions or, or the reactions around their brand. Um, not re recognizing this fundamental value is very dangerous and reckless, if, if I may say, because the actions or reactions might not be well thought out, researched or executed properly. And that's going to have a very definite effect on the brand. Now, given the increasing importance of reputation management, especially today in an interconnected world, 
There are plenty of opinions on how to firefight emerging negative stories in the media and social media. Um, and hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about some of them today. Definitely. You know, you've got a lot of experience and I was just wondering, are there some key tools or strategies that you use to manage the reputation of, of either a brand or of an individual? I think a big mistake that's often made is thinking that your brand or company or, or even your own personal reputation isn't talked about. Before I get into the tools, I mean, many don't even realize that they have an online reputation, whether it's positive or negative, and therefore they don't do anything to craft it or guide it or even monitor it. Um, I'm asked this question numerous times, and for this, I think back to a mentor I had early on in my career. I used to ask him this question, and I received the response, um, when did Noah build the ark? And of course, the response was, before the rains come. And although it may be viewed as a simplistic way of looking at a very complex problem, I think it does provide essential thinking that is necessary when approaching these types of issues. There are many tools out there. I think the tools iScan is using has to do with exploring open source information, making sure we're getting the right information, cutting out the noise, and focusing on prioritized news on social media. Um, for us and for many of the clients that we work for, tapping into predictive tools um, that might help assess a company or brand's vulnerabilities, and that's not always defensive, but could also be offensive, will give greater insight into what we can do to help make uh, better informed decisions. I have with me today, Andrew Vasco, who uh, is also uh, working uh, with iScan Group, and I'm, I'm sure he's got some things to add around uh, the tools that iScan offers. Yeah, I, I think uh, you're right, Steph. I think at the end of the day, we, we the people are approaching uh, a business and in, in personal with the realization in the last five years that the open source world of data and what's coming through to social media has exploded. News as we know it is not um, coming through always your mainstream. It's coming through social media where people are picking it up. And, and I think we believe at iScan, you need to, we need to adjust to that. And I think using the tools uh, that will identify, verify and prioritize what you need is crucial. Otherwise it's gonna be just a, a incredibly on top of responding, um, you're, you're just gonna be flooded with information. So we, we just believe that as a first start, understanding that information and making sure that you have both either software tools, human intelligence tools, people assets that can have that. And even the bigger companies are building open source centers where they're tracking information. Uh, so I think that's all very important and I think it's crucial when, once again, these tools are not the end game, the end game is making great decisions, executives making great decisions about what's happening, but they definitely can lend itself to, to really driving great decisions. By, by planning ahead and using these predictive tools, we can place ourselves in a much better statistical situation with a more successful outcome. And especially because the news cycles, you know, as you said, are so fast now, you know, a lot of them, they're not even 24 hours. And and a lot of the news you get on social media. So yeah, these these tools are becoming more and more important to to keep up with what is being said online about you and, and your brand. Correct. And and also um, we, we we released a paper uh, no more than a couple months ago with that was with regards to uh, fake news, which is a massive concern, major concern where people can use these media, these social media. Uh, in order to place these pieces of information. So, so really, you've got to get ahead of it. You have to understand it. You have to also call things out 
Um, one of the other tools that we use also is the ability to have digital assessments or investigation to who is putting this out, um, which I think is crucial. And these are the tools that I think are needed in order to undercover and really provide, uh, as I said, executives with the intent of what's happening um, so that they can make greater assessments um, of the information that's coming through and also what they're going to do uh, moving forward. I cannot agree more. The only way to keep up is to get ahead of it. So, you know, you've mentioned, briefly mentioned how social media does play this this role and how can you use social media to your advantage? All right, I'll, I'll take that question. So quite simply, it's it's another way of sharing information, isn't it? It's the only way to, to access certain audiences that you need or want. And the principles remain the same as far as controlling your messaging and in what brand and what the brand is trying to achieve. So whether it's social media or mainstream media, um, it's still going to be an avenue by which your brand is going to be presented. Now, as you've mentioned, news spreads at a rapid rate today and, and companies will have to adapt fast to ensure that any damaging content or perception about a company, brand or the individual is managed as swiftly as possible. I think social media, as we all know, has grown to become a beast that is sometimes difficult to control. Uh, I, I've definitely seen firsthand how that can uh, take on a life of its own. Now, while PR, PR of the past could efficiently spin stories in the press today, a single act or behavior can gain millions of views in minutes. It does cause uh, a business or a brand, or, and we've talked about individuals as well, to be judged by social media very, very quickly. Now, whether you want it or not, your brand or company, as we said, has a certain reputation. So it's always better to be able to control it um, rather than leaving it to chance. And this includes whatever's being said about you on social media, looking at the at the posts. Um, sometimes even, you know, you have to take a chance and respond to some of these. Not ignoring them can be a problem as well. Have you got any anecdotes you could share of companies you've worked with where you've used social media to their advantage? Without mentioning the brands per se, absolutely. I think, you know, you know we've had situations where uh, a brand was sometimes um, overlooked because, you know, we, you know, we weren't able to uh, put it in front of the right audiences using mass media. So when we've gone with social media, for example, um, we were able to target certain audiences that we wanted um, to see what the brand was doing, what it was uh, delivering, the, 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 the benefits of the brand. Um, and, you know, we were able to look at influencers and bloggers as well on social media who could uh, relay the attributes of, of the brand. So, yes, there have been instances where uh, we've been able to successfully present what the brand is, not necessarily using our own voice, um, but using the voices of, of people who are uh, believers of the product as well. But but equally, you know, we've been able to to target segments, um, you know, on social media that uh, that we feel would be, uh, best position to to like the brand and to be able to share the the benefits of the brand you know besides us putting it out there and other specific tools you use yeah, I think one of the things that we um, I mean once you know your brand and I think that's crucial when you understand what you're trying to achieve I think Stephanie mentioned that very early on one of the things that that we have implemented with our customers uh, coming from my background on the on um, uh, a little bit on the security side uh, and also long-term planning is wargaming. And we've used that and we, we believe that by using this tool, um, you, you can really start to look at the various options based on doing 
the overall strategy. And, and, and it, it does a number of things. It, it gets your key stakeholders together. It, it allows you to start to work through some of the things you say, well, we never thought that could happen. Well, and that's the purpose of wargaming, to make sure that you look at all aspects, get you know, an alignment on what you think is going to happen, talk it through, and then be prepared with at least several executable actions that you might play out. Now, once again, a lot of things can happen, but I think there's a level of confidence coming out of these type of events and strategy sessions that I believe leaves the um, uh, the participants in a, a more confident place of what could happen. And, that, and I think it's a valuable tool uh, that we've seen um, and we're starting to see uh, more clients take a look at. And I'm always surprised on how many don't do this type of work, but go fire drill to fire drill and sometimes repeating some of the same issues that happen. So what are the most common mistakes that people make when they try and manage their own reputation or, or the company's reputation? And what solutions do you offer? I believe that if you're not ahead of the game, you are being inundated with a series of fire drills, which are possibly never ending. You can never get ahead and that you will never really achieve the brand goals you set out is, is, is a, is a very, very real uh, danger. I mentioned earlier that one of the big mistakes is thinking that your brand or your, your, your company is not being talked about in the media or on social media. And for those that don't think they're being talked about, they oftentimes don't even have a reputation strategy in place. Now, in my view, that's, that's foolishness. It's always better to be able to control it rather than leaving it to chance, as I mentioned. And that includes just you know basic monitoring of, of your brand, uh, any reviews of, of your brand or product, any feedback that's being offered um, by someone who has had a great experience with it or, or a not so good experience. I think having that strategy ready for responding to negative feedback is also a huge must. Um, and by the same token, just making the most out of the positive feedback. You know, we believe at iScan that the most important thing you can do is take a moment and set your goals and understand where you're at and to constantly review those goals, no matter what situation you're going to face. I think it's just necessary that you are preemptive. Yeah. And I think also just on top of that is what we think and what we have seen is a proliferation of, of tools that you can then use. It doesn't have to be just you and the resources that you have. And I think even challenging the people that you are working with to understand the, the, the tool that, that allow you to make great decisions and making sure that they uh, are seamlessly being put with inside of, of your organization. Great to hire companies. And when they're gone, their tools go. I think there are tools that these companies can really put within their systems uh, to help them at a, at a ground level. It sounds like reputation management is, is becoming a really fast-growing industry in itself. So where do you see it going in the next five years? And, and what do you ex expect to see in terms of the available products and tools, not just for, for companies, but also maybe for the general public? That's a great question, Victoria. Um, you know, I think we're starting to see a, a great number of trends out there. Um, but for me, I think there are two that seem to be uh, quite notable. I think often reputation management only becomes a priority for, for individuals and brands after an issue arises. I believe what's happening now is that companies are starting to get on the front foot uh, to proactively strengthen their reputations before there's a problem. Um, they're building and potentially storing goodwill in case it's needed. So I think that is starting to happen, which is a great thing to see. Um, the second trend, I believe, is that companies will increasingly be using technology to 
recalibrate this this dynamic. Um, they take more ownership of their reputations, at least their online reputations. The online reputation of any brand, as I said earlier, and as Andrew has mentioned, you know, if managed effectively, can become a critical differentiator and a, and a strategic asset. I think we've seen that, you know, time and time again. You know, many companies are investing in more online tools that will help them monitor and comb through the huge, huge volumes of data that are out there. Uh, and through a variety of platforms that, that are out there as well to understand what is being said. Now, you know, we've talked about what iScan can offer. And I think that is, again, um, a tool that we hope will be able to help companies to, um, to better manage their reputations uh, effectively. Also for the general public, would those, would those tools be available? Do you see that, that happening? And would they allow you know, people to start managing their own reputations? outside of a company because you did mention earlier how you know a person's reputation is becoming even more important than the brands itself because they represent the brand so would these tools be able to be used for individuals in this day and age i think most of what we hear about is the brand not only uh, our company brands but you have a brand and i think a lot of executives and we've seen a lot of executives come um, and try to uh, manage that the, their own brand. And so I think these are the same tools and these are the same uh, strategies used, uh, not only for a company, but an individual. So I, um, I think you're, you're right. Um, and I think people are starting to understand, as Stephanie said from, from the beginning, it's about value. And when you, the brand is, is, is really equated with the, the value of an individual or a company. And once you have that in mind, I think you do see the power uh, of, of having uh, companies and, and softwares or tools that, that help you to, to drive that particular value. That's really great. And is there sort of any last parting advice that either of you would want to give to people who, are, who haven't maybe yet started managing their reputation or are looking to do so? I'll just say one thing, and I'm sure Andrew will have some other things to add. I think risk mitigation is is key, uh, and that begins with training and planning, uh, researching, analyzing the risks uh, to your organizational brand, as we mentioned, and just having a clear process in place to deal with it when when it arises. Um, you know, as as we mentioned, they are starting to to see we're starting to see some emerging trends in that um, in that area. Let's hope that that starts to take off in a bigger way. Um, but you know, we we you know we believe that it's important that individuals are trained on how to respond and how to handle uh, these uh, these matters when they arise. Andrew, any final words from you? Yeah, I think also not only the risk but also the opportunities that come with you know having the data uh, that is available to people together with strategies, uh, as I said, wargaming, and then obviously you know some of the digital investigative work that just provides the data, make great decisions not only to, to mitigate the risk, but also, as I said, the flip side is, is the opportunities that you have to expand. Um, and, and we know that in crises, that happens. We, we think about just getting out of a crisis. I think crisis also provides opportunity for expansion on things that, that, that would drive value to the brand. And just one final thing from me. I mean, I think what has been fantastic about the, uh, the work that iScan is doing um, is they've been able to commercialize what they've been looking at from a military perspective and being able to adapt it um, into a commercial sense. So I think that's um, that's where you know you see a lot of rigor uh, that's been used in the uh, in the security and intelligence business, but now it's able to be applied um, in a commercial sense as well. 
So it's a lot more universal and um, convertible to different mediums as well. That's really great. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me, both of you today. Thank you. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you very much, Victoria. Thank you for listening to iScan in Conversation. If you want to know more about today's topic, check out iScanGroup.com. Follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter and hit the subscribe button.